This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Empire. The AI that is helping teams have a stronger presence with their fans. When you think about technology inflection points, you know, electricity, the TV, the, you know, the radio, the, the cell phone, World Wide Web, every one of these big technology inflection points occurred, a lot of jobs got redefined. With marketing and sales, the jobs don't even get redefined. They just get more productive. That's Jim Cascade, CEO of Conversica, who is shepherding a new era of large language model communication. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Chatbots have been part of communication with customers for a long time now, but the advancement of AI opens the door for a new level of engagement and an opportunity for teams and leagues to have stronger connections with their customer base. Our guest this week is Jim Cascade. He's the CEO of Conversica, which is an AI company that is a self-learning model company that's derived from billions of human interactions, and they're working with sports teams and leagues to help their marketing and sales funnels. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Bram. I probably did not explain what your company does very well. Why don't you tell us what you do? Well, I'll first start with it is so crazy, crazy fun to be in this space with artificial intelligence. There's probably not one human on the planet that doesn't appreciate what's going on in my space now, given the, you know, OpenAI and Microsoft, ChatGPT, et cetera. For us specifically, we're working with about a thousand clients, customers who have use cases where they like to engage their end customers, the people that, you know, use their products and services in a much more personalized way. And our AI is extremely human-like, and it plays some specific roles in the organizations that adopt us. We're very focused on marketing and sales, and on the other side, um, also on customer success, meaning in the sports world, ticket sales, and we're helping on ticket membership, kind of just serving the existing fans. And... um, it's pretty exciting. The, uh, the AI gets adopted almost like a digital employee or team member. In some cases, they celebrate the birthdays of their <laughs> AI, and they even give, they even put jerseys with numbers in the names of their AI. Um, I have one in, in my office from one of our sports teams. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what really matters is the fans get that kind of personalized white glove treatment, you know, with um, instant, you know, outreach, personalized one-to-one discussions, two-way dialogue that just, you know, is um, unheard of, right? I think most people think of AI as some stupid chatbot that gives you four bubble clicks. And in our case, it's it's almost like, uh, well, it is. You can't tell the difference between a human 
and your, your digital employee that's being uh, deployed. We have, I'll just finish, we have about 50 sports teams across 10 leagues, and um, they love it. I mean, the fans love it. And, of course, the teams love it because the fans love it. So let me stop there. Okay. So when you say human-like, can you be a little more specific in what you mean by that in the interactions that a fan or a customer would have with one of these AI models? Yeah, I mean, it, it starts with, okay, so most listeners will go, well, how does this AI talk to me? You know, does it call me on the phone? You know, does it, does it text me? Does it get on my messaging apps? You know, is it email? Um, is it chat? And the answer is yes to all of that, right? So there's really no boundary in terms of digital channel. It's just a question of where are you and what's important to you as a fan. If you're in email and you're, you know, let's say you go to a, a, a website of a sports team and you engage with their, you know, their digital chat, there might be a conversation. And that may take, be taken to SMS, then to email. And the conversations that you have could be as simple as, hey, can you, can you point me to the information for, um, you know, for the stadium parking on the next game? And the, you know, and the digital assistant will be able to give you that information. So some of it's informational, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, two-way dialogue that has specific, let's say, um, use cases or outcomes that it's trying to to uh, drive the fans towards. And I'll describe those in a minute. But in terms of the actual conversation, it interprets you, what you say, and then it takes that interpretation and it takes the next action based on that. So, you know, if you come in and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm interested in participating in the next giveaway or sweepstakes. Um, the AI goes, great, you know, here's how you do that and here's the information for it. Or I'm a ticket uh, buyer, I want to get some season tickets. Okay, great, you know, here's the information on season tickets. Can I connect you to a salesperson, you know, to talk about that? And so the dialogue is dynamic. The AI um, never says the same thing twice, so it's not like a canned response. It's, uh, it, it, it changes its response based on, what you say, your tone, your sentiment. And because of that, guess what? Um, it's very human-like. Now, someone will say, well, okay, how accurate is that? You know, we hear a lot about these things with uh, accuracy and hallucinations and what have you with, yeah. with, uh, with the new large language model tech. Well, we sample every day. We've got, you know, folks that look at all the conversations across our network and they sample every day and 98 out of a hundred times the AI interprets you properly and takes the right next best action. That combination, you can't interpret it and then take the wrong action or, you know, the other way around, you have to have both. So that means what? It's better than a human because humans interpret, they're about low 80s. So you and I, when we have dialogues, we may misrepresent, misinterpret, um, with the AI, it misrepresent, doesn't misinterpret. And the, you know, the great thing is it doesn't take coffee breaks, doesn't ask for raises. It's always, you know, available, even in after hours, which is cool. And then finally, it's always on brand, always on message because it's programmed to be as such. So it's your best employee. And um, it, can it can have a conversation in English, which is where all the teams are in North America, but it supports over... 
75 languages um, globally because a lot of our clients are big and global. So do you envision a time where teams don't have sales and marketing teams, that it is all AI? Never. Yeah. So here's the reason for that. I mean, when you think about technology inflection points, you know, when electricity, the TV, the, you know, the radio, the, the cell phone, World Wide Web, every one of these big technology inflection points occurred, a lot of jobs got redefined. With marketing and sales, the jobs don't even get redefined. They just get more productive. And so imagine how big your marketing teams are in any company, especially sports teams. You don't have a lot of velocity or a lot of capacity to do a lot of like menial tasks. Sales teams, inside sales teams, you know, typically sports teams just don't have an overly invested number of people. And so what do you do with AI? It's kind of like having an administrative assistant. You know, every employee in every role in every company should have a helper. And if you did, what would you hand them? You know, you'd hand them the dirty work, right? Yeah. So the AI does, the AI does all the dirty work and then it, it basically lays up the fan when they're ready and that we call it sales ready for this, for the ticketing sales, obviously. And then the sales team gets this person that's literally ready to buy, upgrade, expand. Not any of the uh, kind of initial discovery, Q&A, you know, hey, I'm busy, call me in two weeks after my vacation. You know, all these things, right, that, that just naturally occur in the sales process. The AI takes all of that hard work away and allows the real human sales team members to then kind of focus on getting to know the customer, giving that more, again, white glove treatment of like, truly high value conversations, not transactional because they're not under pressure anymore to just uh, get through as many people as possible to find the needles in the haystack of folks that are actually ready to move versus just discovering and, you know, kind of investigating. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Let me back up for a moment. So you obviously are very proud of the development of how personal that this technology has become. It's not what it used to be where it would just pop up and ask you questions and repeat itself and offer you two or three options, you know, to answer a question that it asks you. Um, Can you talk about that development and what has happened through the years to make this a more personal experience with the technology? Love to love to. And then, Bring me back to some of the specific use cases because I do want, you know, folks listening to understand exactly what the AI does uh, for teams. So, um, yeah, the development of the technology, which kind of gives me goosebumps because when I jumped into this business in 2019, I was hiking with the head of AI in the Google CTO office who was telling me about what's coming. Now, remember, 2019, all right, chat GPT for all those listeners. That's about November 2022, okay? So almost three years, a little over three years later. So what happened over the several years um, in this world? Well, I'll describe it this way. We started adopting what's called this large language model technology. OpenAI is the company that's been innovating the most with Microsoft's backing. We use what's called GPT-2.0 back in the day. And it would be about... 60% 60% accurate, no, 40% accurate, 40% accurate. So less than one out of two times, it would tell you the right answer. 
Well, that didn't quite work for us. Neither did it work for the teams or any enterprise company. That was in 2020. 2021, it was about 60% accurate. So still, you know, not ready for prime time, right? Unless you're, you know, a small business where when you order pizza with pepperoni, you get Canadian bacon instead. Um, then it's like 2022, 85%. Okay, now we're getting closer. Now, 2023, we're at a 100% accuracy, which is what the big brands really need. They don't want, you know, wrong answers. And they don't want it to talk about things that are, you know, off messaging. Let's say, let's take it to a different, different, um, completely different uh, vertical. Let's say you're Coke. You don't want it to talk about Pepsi. You're Nike. You don't want it to talk about Adidas, right? So there are a lot of cases where it has to be really accurate. We're there now. Now, what does this tech do and why is it so powerful? Well, it does a couple things. One, it's cloud-enabled. You can do it at scale. And two, these AI algorithms have had a massive breakthrough because of the Google Brain or DeepMind teams at Google back in 2017 um, figured out how to create a model that analyzes people's inputs and can analyze what you say in no particular order. You know, so you can have the English language, you can put things at the end of a sentence, beginning of a sentence, you can move things around. And this model really understands how to make references and relationships across multiple content items, you know, aka what we say and speak into these models in such a way where, oh my God, you can get just relative reference to something. What does that mean? Um, it means that you can say anything to this AI and it'll interpret you really, really well. And it'll give you extremely kind of, let's call it prose, really nice language constructed responses. They're just beautifully constructed. Go play with chat GPT if you haven't already. You know what I mean if you have. So just think of that now for the enterprise. Think that for the sports team specifically. And then the last thing I'll say is a lot of these models were programmed on a lot of information that's available publicly. And because they're general, call it general as the term, they're really good in terms of being broad, a lot of information broad, but they're less, less accurate or less, you know, um, on target for a specific brand. Of course, these large language models have a lot about the San Jose earthquakes, but not everything. And so what we've done at Conversica is we take all the team's information and we create a model specifically for the team. Now, what does that mean? It means it's going to get things right and it's focused on your brand. So it's only going to talk about your brand. And I'll say that's 99% of the content. The 1% is the general stuff, you know, because sometimes you talk about, you know, so how does football work generally, you know, and uh, what's the history of the Super Bowl generally? And that's not specific to the sports team. So maybe the general models will give you the answer for that. And then we put a bunch of filtering around it. So you can't ask it dumb questions and it won't give you stupid answers. You know, <laughs> So it, it, we try to be brand safe. So we don't want to inappropriate questions that, you know, you can come up with your own version of what inappropriate means when fans get excited. So, you know, we just make sure that that doesn't get fed in or produced in the general models that are answering that 1% of general stuff, plus the 99% of the team-specific stuff. It's just a beautiful conversation combination that results in the best experience possible. 
Make sense? Yes. Future Sport is a presentation of Empire Media, a B2B and B2C podcast and digital company dedicated to making your business or brand be heard. Internal or external content creation that will have a lasting impact on your strategy. Consulting, creation, and production, all to help you effectively communicate your message in any marketplace. Learn more at empiremedia.com, A-M-P-I-R-E media.com. Let's continue our conversation with Jim Cascade, the CEO of Conversica. All right, so when team you and said, we want to work with you, what were they telling you they needed your help with? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the general theme, at least on the ticket sales side, is reach as many fans as you possibly can, right? Um, which, again, is an issue when you have a small team. And so when I looked at, you know, the earthquake specifically, I was getting excited because I was seeing just in the last year, 39,000 fans in the last 12 months. Now, that may not sound like a lot to you, but it is for a team that's small. But what's even more important is it wasn't just the fan, but it was 218,000 back and forth exchanges between those fans. So it's like massive amount of communication going on that really kind of equates to a large team. You know, you're getting, I think, uh, unlimited capacity because it's cloud. So you can think of it as a digital employee that just can go as far as you want it to. Um, and as many fans as you can possibly give it to reach out to. So that to me is the, is kind of the exciting multiplier effect that you get from using something like this that all the teams are thinking about. But let me get more specific. Okay, so we're trying to generate interest and in reaching these new or old cold fans, you know, with the earthquake specifically, because I know you guys were asking about them. Um, you know, they they're trying to win back old fans, you know, folks that maybe have bought a ticket in the past, but have just gone dormant. And so you're lo- you're reaching out to those folks. And then when you start to engage them, they become what we call warm. Right. Because they're now they're they're talking to you and you're just kind of following up with them on their potential interest. In that case, you know, people ask again, well, how did you find them or what 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 did you use to engage them? Well, they could be visiting your website and they could be filling out a form or coming in through chat or they responded to a fan, you know, newsletter. Um, they had a mobile app, you know, installed and engaged it that way. Um and in all these cases, we're, you know, we're following up either via chat or SMS or um, email, typical channels. But the key thing for the teams then is to drive people to buying tickets and then getting to the pregame happy hours, the fan fest, the draft and watch parties, you know, and trialing new seats even. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And the AI handles all of that, right? And then when the, the, uh, the game's over, you can do any of those things, right? You can follow up again on FanFest and, you know, and post-game happy hours and things like that. Now, reactivating dormant fans is a theme, right? So it's age buyers, people, you know, dated in their attendance, you know. And then there's even, beyond that, there's wait lists. Folks that are on wait lists that we like to communicate with via the AI to kind of keep them up to date and status going on. And then as you really get more engaged fans and you're not trying to, you know, 
win back the old ones, but you're servicing, you know, people who uh, have bought tickets and are a little more active, then it's season tickets, right? You're trying to upsell them to those, you know, and I think um, there's a lot of kind of contact us and information exchange that gets scaled, you know, and I think this really helps the sales teams get to what's really meaningful, which is a conversation about, you know, what what's needed for these uh, these fans when they're ready. You know, I think um, transferring game tickets is a big one. Um, our AI automates that, you know, and even helping purchase team merchandise um, is a big one for, for everything and everything sales. So that's the sales side of it for the most part. And that's a pretty big item. Um, I can talk about, you know, other membership you know, kind of, more on the back end and more on the loyal fan base. There's a ton of use cases there too. All right, let's finish there then. Could you give me one of those on the membership side on the membership side? Yeah. So you'll, you'll, you'll actually, you know, get a season ticket purchase and then you onboard them. So you want to send them the information, kind of give them everything they need to know, automate that, that initial onboarding sequence to make it again, feel White glove is kind of the best way I can describe it. Um, then there's, guess what? When you bought the season tickets, then the next big issue is getting them to come, you know, actually get their butts in seats, right? So the spotty attendance record uh, for season ticket holders is a game-changing um, opportunity for AI to get in there because it's reminding you and it's helping you remember that you've got those tickets and you should get the family to go if you can't, you know, what have you, or friends. Um, renewals, there's a, you know, kind of coming up, you know, time to buy a new season. You got renewal programs, um, where you're getting in there and reminding them. And I think, um, critical seating updates and changes is a good one. Um, delivering special announcements from the team, making people feel good about the fact that they are a fan. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I think upselling to better seats, cross-selling new products and ticket offerings generally. And then I think there's one other that we see less usage around, but some post-game, um, you know, beyond the post pre and post-game stuff, it's payment collection. You got expired credit cards that are on file, things like that. So the AI can kind of help with that as well. And then sometimes there's referrals. So getting a current season ticket holder to refer to friends or other family family and colleagues and some promotions around that, that the AI is good at, you know, doing, which just, you know, again, all of it results in expanding the fan base and the fan loyalty um, in the end. And it's hugely successful. I mean, I don't think I see any team that isn't getting um, at least a 10 X on their investment, you know, in terms of real revenue dollar upside. Jim Cascade is the CEO of Conversica. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Brand. Really happy to join you. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.